Breakfast puppies? This podcast contains adult language and content and is meant for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Glitter Boys. Hello again. Welcome to another episode of The Glitter Boys. All right. Today we're going to be talking about balance or the lack thereof in the Palladium systems and the pros and cons uh, generated with that. Yeah, that <laughs> this is a hot button topic for yeah. many gamers who probably haven't even read or played the Palladium system. There is this spectral ogre of balance <laughs> that haunts discussions of Palladium and Rifts. People who have only heard from other people who have only heard from other people who have had bad experiences with the system claim that it's not balanced and that that's a bad thing. What are, what are your thoughts on this, Matthew? Palladium is so open-ended that it doesn't need an internal balancing system. Like, if you're if you're in a standard D&D, one, one class can go after another class, and they, they have their strengths, and they all kind of balance out. I imagine a lot of time and effort is spent on that. In Palladium, you have a, a common vagabond like we talked about last week, and the player next to you could be playing a dragon. I mean, two vastly, vastly different power levels. But the thing about Palladium is, is that they can play together and take on the same things. Is it is it unbalanced in terms of pure throw weight? Absolutely. But when, when Palladium skills make everything so open that unbalanced characters can work together, and I think it's one of the strengths of the system. And it, it leads to the a much richer role play. One of the, in my opinion, greatest failings of assumption when it comes to balance is that assumption where balance has to equal mechanical output. So what I mean by this is if you take a look at, let's talk about one of those big elephants in the room, fourth edition Dungeons and Dragons. In that game, that is a fine example of an overly balanced game where every single character had roughly the same mechanical value in play. Yeah. Like each yeah. character had certain things that they could do. They had certain moves that they could always pull off. They had some special moves and all of those moves interacted with the mechanical structure of the game in different ways. But Every single one of them interacted with the mechanical structure and only the mechanical structure. And their, their numerical outputs, the, uh, the fluctuation of the, the, the math that would come in and out of a character at any one time, the designers went through excruciating efforts to make sure that every character was roughly on the same level in terms of that output. But that's not the only way to quote unquote, balance a game. Yeah. Uh, also, it, God, is, is there anything as hated as fourth edition D&D? It definitely I mean, has its hardcore fans, but <laughs> yeah, in the grand scheme of things, fourth edition D&D has a, something of a pariah. Yeah, it was, it, it was definitely an example of what happens when you spend too much time overbalancing. They, they made a, a fine video game. 
uh, there was a, a pure rock, paper, scissors feel to it where one beats one, but you know, everyone has their strength. What I, one of the things I, I love about palladium is that just doesn't exist. Palladium power is all over the place. And some people like I've, I've trolled through uh, the forums on the palladium's website and there is hundreds of thousands of words written about this. And just a note, if you're ever looking for some light reading, the, the forums at, at Palladium are a great place to lose 24 hours. <laughs> put on your flame retardant clothing when you step yeah. through those doors because you might get some backdraft. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there's certainly a burn. What do you think about the, the balance of, of Palladium specifically? Well, we again, we, as you already said, we talked about this briefly when we were discussing both the Glitter Boy OCC and the Vagabond OCC and their previous episodes, respectively. My feelings on the matter are that mechanical output and interaction should not be the sole value of a character's worth in a game. Right. I feel that that is definitely a valid concern and consideration, but it should be eh, balanced with other considerations, such as story potential, which, you know, a character OCC isn't the sole responsibility to provide that story potential. A lot of that has to come from the player. Exactly. It should be balanced with opportunity for fun moments. Well, I guess that's basically story potential. Yeah, sure. Let's go with that. Uh, I'm making a, a spur of the moment, hard and fast stance. There are two and exactly two things to consider. And those are mechanics and story potential. And in my personal feeling, the mechanical component is actually less important than the story potential. There are many different personality types that play role-playing games, but for me, and I, I can only speak for me when I say this, the, the games that I remember, the, the games that live in my heart and that I have these fond, warm memories of, are not the games where I strode through like a god destroying all things, you know, all that stood before me. The, the games that, that I remember are the games where I was the last guardian at the gate desperately trying to figure out what to do. Uh, they were they were high drama moments, and one of the things about Palladium is that you you can play this either way. You you can certainly pick something that'll just let you tank through, destroying everything in sight, or you can play something smaller, which will lead to those drama moments where you're massively outclassed and you have to think on your feet. And I think that's part of the beauty of the system is is the the lack of balance, the the lack of enforced balance. Let me say. Agreed. And yeah, it's true. Again, we've mentioned this before. There are character classes in the game which have godly, literally, literally godly amounts of powers <laughs> yeah. in the form of the demigod godling and I think some of the other god type RCCs. Mm -hmm. But I you, don't want to devalue yeah, them. I don't want to devalue them. <laughs> but yeah. uh, there's. Yeah, if if you're playing a godling, it should be understood that you are you are in that kind of campaign, and a godling will naturally be challenged by those things more powerful than them. You know, dragons will be challenged by elder dragons. Uh, glitter boys will be challenged by 
more glitter boys. <laughs> I mean, there are, there are ways to balance it and still let your characters play what they want and, you know, be who they want in, in this game. And I think that's, that's one of the beauties of it is the sheer amount of, of different things you can be. And I think a happy and involved player is a player who will think as their character thinks, not automatically reach for dice all the time to, to do their one, their one special trick. You know, everyone talks about the, the need to balance, but I don't, I don't see it. I see a need for people to start living their characters while they're playing. Yeah. Palladium games are rooted in an era when there were certain assumptions of the player. The biggest assumption was based upon the, you know, the granddaddy at the time, which was Dungeons and Dragons and how popular it had become. And it's established Gygaxian themes of what a dungeon master is or game master and their role in the game. And many of these RPGs that came out at that time didn't have a lot of GM advice because again, they were written with the assumption that they would be bought and played by people who more or less already knew what role-playing games were having been brought in through Dungeons and Dragons. And because of that, one of the, at least in the early days, one of the unwritten assumptions was the assumption that the game master is going to be taking care of a lot of that on their own. Like they, they don't really have a, a game master mechanic for balancing characters and balancing creatures. Instead, the game master is expected to build a world in which characters and creatures can realistically exist and then figure mm-hmm. out ways to make those characters and uh, world components interact in a way that is fun for everyone. I'm sorry. Let me bounce in real fast. You've talked about this before about the the expectations that are that are put upon a game master. Do you think the vast majority of that uh, stems from the the like the the D and D sort of mode of doing that? I and, do. You know, a lot of the negative things that have come from that as well stem from that. I do. I feel that there is a lot of negative stigma against the early days expectations of how dungeon masters and game masters, et cetera, were supposed to function. Mm-hmm. Gygax pushed this antagonistic level between uh, the dungeon master and the players. And then of course you have comic books such as Knights of the dinner table that further push that by setting up frequently antagonistic relationships between the, the GM shown in the comics and their players who, yeah. well, okay. Um, as someone at my office would say, we'll call a spade a spade here. The players were also just as antagonistic towards the play, towards the GM in those <laughs> comics. So, you know, again, it's comedy, but still those stereotypes persist and mm. push that, that feeling that the dungeon master relationship is inherently antagonistic. So that, that could be a long topic on its own. I think that a lot of the, the push towards back end mechanical balance, such as challenge ratings and third edition and later dungeon dragons. Yeah. And so, probably are heavily rooted in not wanting to propagate the old assumptions of antagonism from Game Master. I think a lot of the the systems that came out at the time kind of did that because um, White Wolf was also very, very open-ended. And a lot of it was just left up to the players to develop themselves. And that 
I think White Wolf and Palladium kind of hit the the scene at the same time, at least in in popularity. That's how I experienced it. Yeah, Palladium is definitely older than White Wolf, but Rifts definitely. Like, yeah. Rifts came out around the same time as World of Darkness, I believe, because I think Rifts yeah. was nineteen ninety. Yeah, I, I definitely they both came on my radar at the same time, and I think they they both have that that open ended feel to them where they're just you go forth and you are responsible for bringing as as a player you are responsible for bringing your character up and out and their growth it it doesn't it doesn't fall on the dm it doesn't fall on experience tables it doesn't fall on your actions it, it falls on how well you subsume into this character in the time of game and that said the vagabond can stand next to the dragon and do it just fine and especially if the vagabond's player decides to, as we say previously, go forth and do. If the dragon yeah. just does nothing, if they're a player who who doesn't really pay attention or doesn't want to do anything, chances are you've you solved your balance problem right there. <laughs> <Because Yeah. laughs> if all they're going to do is stand around and wait for something to punch or slash, then okay, cool. The vagabond, I guess, has a portable weapon. But yeah. with... Yeah, again, it, it takes... It takes players who are willing to rise to the challenge of playing, quote-unquote, weaker, unbalanced characters in a very powerful setting. But it also takes a game master who has control over the establishment of the group's characters. If you just come to Rifts and you say, play anything... You don't have a right to complain as a GM when the characters are unbalanced. Yeah. But if you say, like, I only want characters of this, I need you to run any concepts past me. Let's talk again in a bit to make sure everything's looking fine. Tell you what, I'll allow that, but we're going to give it a trial period and see how it works. That kind of stuff should be, in my opinion, also strong assumptions of the way a good GM should work. I I would agree. And... It's just you you have a player and that player needs to to feel his character. Otherwise that player is probably not playing the character they should be. And I mean that that's that's something you have to work out yourself as a player. Uh is is what you are, what what you're drawn to. And once you can enter into that, uh enter into that act and start thinking and and moving and acting like that character. It is one of the most fun things you can do with your spare time and your pants on. I mean, it's it's really, <laughs> really good. And sometimes off. I mean, we are gaming online these days. <laughs> That's true. Uh, we'll talk about that more later. <laughs> Thank God Zoom doesn't go below my desk. That's all I'm saying. Uh, that, that, I don't really have much more to say about balance. Just the, the enforcement of balance is a little repugnant to me. I, I, I don't like it. I want people to play what they want in the way they want. There needs to be room in the world for all power levels. And as a player, you should not be afraid of poking your head in the cave, seeing what's inside and going, nope, oh. <laughs> and just turning and walking off. Yeah, I, running away should be a valid choice. And yeah. I was actually just thinking that before you said it. And should I, should I bring that up or should we save that for a deeper discussion of dying and dying and or running away? And I think we yeah. could make a whole episode or more on the subject of deadliness and again yeah. breaking expectations and making sure that people understand that this isn't balanced to ensure the players are going to live kind of thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, there have been so many times during our current campaign where I have been millimeters from death. But bravado will pull you through if nothing else will. So Yeah, I remember the first time I think I told anyone in the game that I've been running, okay, you take that damage, but that's coming right out of your hit points. And I think it was you, and you're like, what? <laughs> oh, <laughs> and fuck. honestly, that was a lot of damage. <laughs> yeah. But Abel doesn't back down from shit. Okay, that's all I got. Uh, that was balance. That's balance. But yeah. before we go, we've got a little bit of feedback that we like to read live on the air. It's from Reddit. User Kabuki Coffee sent a message or a response to one of the original posts that it made. And Kabuki Coffee says, love the show, guys. I'm of a similar age and was introduced to Palladium Fantasy, TMNT, then Rifts. I just bought the Christmas bundle. Can't wait to introduce nice. it to my gaming group. Thanks for the kind words, Kabuki Coffee. We appreciate it. Yeah, I think in every gamer of our age group, there is a special love for this. I mean, even if they they no longer play or, you know, they've lost their books, Rifts is still something that I think everyone who was gaming at the time that that we were going through this remembers and remembers fondly. I'm, I'm, I'm glad he, he reached out to say that. Me too. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for joining us and we'll see you on the next one. You've been listening to The Glitter Boys, a Palladium Books fan podcast. Glitter Boys, Rifts, The Megaverse, and all other such topics are the property of Kevin Sambita and Palladium Books. Please buy all their stuff and help keep them in print and making more games. You can order directly at palladiumbooks.com, and their entire catalog is available digitally at DriveThruRPG as well. Our opening music is 8-Bit Bass and Lead by Furby Guy from freesound.org. This closing music is Caravana by Philip Gross, available at freemusicarchive.org. All sound effects used are self-made or acquired via Creative Commons Zero License. If you like what you have heard, find us on Twitter and Facebook as The Glitter Boys. That's B-O-I-S. And check us out online at breakfastpuppies.com slash glitterboys. And also join us on the Breakfast Puppies Network Discord at breakfastpuppies.com slash discord. And if you want to help us out, please spread the word and help us build a community. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time. 